You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia each weekday at 9am. You can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we are here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio. Um, Daniel is presenting his fourth um, episode under the series, Drawing from the Well. Welcome, Daniel. Oh, thank you, Tabitha. It's good to be back. Good to have you here. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, had an interesting day yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we sure did. <laughs> um, we experienced internet and phone services out of the whole of Tasmania. I like it's undeniable everyone got affected in some way. So how are you affected, Daniel? Oh well, it's really quite interesting. First of all, is that uh, when it first happened, because I'm actually a chaplain at a at a school. It's uh, one of my jobs that I do here at a Christian school, and I was uh, just making my way through uh, through the school during lunch lunchtime, and I saw there was a there was a young girl that was trying to get on the internet to do uh, an assignment, you know, in in a lunchtime, and I, and she said, I can't get on the internet, and I said, No worries, I'll give you a hand and I just sort of you know <laughs> tried to get her on I, I thought you know what I, I can't do it I'm sorry and then I, uh, I th- sort of had a look at my phone and, and it was down and and then everyone uh, was saying that their their phone and their internet was down and I instantly thought that uh, we'd been the subject of a hack by uh, by Russia mm. or something like that you know <laughs> that's what I thought must have happened you know because it was multiple service providers but yeah. uh, but you know as it turned out there's uh, there was some cable cut there but it was really quite interesting you know our society is so dependent on this just mm. for basic communication communication on um, internet connection and uh, you know for example uh, you know we, we had kids sort of uh, that their, their parents were, were coming late to pick them up from school and they weren't able to contact the school to let the school know so we were sort of hanging around at the end of the day wondering is anyone coming for these children <laughs> and you know what do we what do we do with them you know yeah. and so yeah it's uh, we don't realize sometimes how um, what a thin line we walk with uh, with chaos you know yeah yeah, I know. Like, um, I was also really surprised. Um, I finished work at from my other job. I finished work around nine, uh, around three thirty, and I was thinking, what am I going to do? You know, like, um, you know, when I get home, I can't even um use my laptop because obviously, you know, I'm cut off. Like, the only thing I can do is watch TV or read a book. And I was thinking, oh, no, like, not today. Like, yeah, I was just amazed at how dependent we are on technology and um i was just thinking you know we were start starting to worry we wouldn't be able to do this you know have our life program and <laughs> thinking oh we'll probably have to record or something and um i'm just glad that everything got fixed and we have um the internet back and we can go on with our lives <laughs> well, absolutely and you know it, i mean it's not just that it's the financial system as well i mean i was uh, mm. yeah went to went to buy some petrol and i thought i don't know how much i've got in my account i can't check on my phone i don't know if i've got enough money in there and i can't transfer any money in if i need to and uh, so it was all of that but of course you know it pales in comparison to uh, to what some of our uh, uh, what some of our, uh, our our family and friends in um, South Queensland and New South Wales are going through at the moment, obviously, and uh, and also in Ukraine as well, it's a terrible situation. So we we can't really complain, can we? Yeah. No, no, we can't. But I was thinking it's it's at that time where you just need to keep in touch with people. Like if you have family in Queensland and, or New South Wales, you obviously want to check on them to make sure they are okay. And um, yeah, glad that we can do that now. Um, just to remind our listeners, you can um. 
catch us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. And uh, you can also listen to the previous recordings that we've done um, through the app or the website. And our show number is 0488-880-891. Um, you can send any questions, feedback, um, any um, comments that you may have. And also you can claim or request for the free book offers. I will give you the code to do that later on. So, um, Daniel, what did you cover last week? Um, did you want to remind us what you shared? Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe you were talking about when we should relate to the scripture. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a great discussion that we had last week. We were just talking about different times uh, in our day, uh, different uh, different times in our life uh, when we should uh, when we should encounter scripture, and uh, when we should have a have an encounter with uh, with God speaking to us uh, through His Word. And uh, you know, we talked about, I guess, uh, you know, talking about it in our in our families, uh, in you know, in our churches. We talked about talking about it in our private lives, and and just the effect that can have on the on the growth and development uh, of our spiritual life when we will uh, be willing to to hear God speak through His Word at different times. Yeah. Hmm. And what are you covering today? Well, today uh, on very similar vein, we're we're going through like uh, different uh, ways we can we can we can run into the Bible and how and uh, we've done uh, where and and why and so forth. Oh, we haven't done why, have we? Not yet. We uh, have um, actually we've done why. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we, that's right. Mm-hmm. We've done how, when, yes. where, why, yeah. and today is <laughs> when. Today is when. Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, today's uh, yeah where yeah you got it yeah mm-hmm. we're going to go where where we should uh, where we should have an encounter with scripture. Getting a little tangled up on our words here, but yeah mm. no um, where where we should do that. So I guess my suggestion is that uh, there's so we're in, we live in a world with so many different competing voices, you know, and there's uh, so many different uh, I guess messages in our life that are seeking to to drown out God, and it's I think it matters where we. Um, where we spend time encountering him through his word. And uh, I want to talk about the concept of, of holy spaces. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah. Oh. Well, interesting. Um, should we say a prayer before we get on to today's sharing? Yeah, that would be wonderful if you could do that for us. Thank you, oh, Tabitha. That's yeah. okay. Um, Father, we thank you for this uh, beautiful day. We thank you that we are able to be here and um, the issue of technology that we had yesterday. Um, internet and all um, other services has been resolved and we can be able to actually have this program going and we pray i pray that you be with daniel as he shares your word um may we listen to you my god and uh, may the holy spirit move us in ways that you want us um or how you want us to interpret the scripture and uh, may everything go on smoothly in jesus name i pray amen 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 beautiful yeah well I, uh, the very, very first time I ever heard God's voice, it's an interesting story. And um, people talk about, were talking to me, you know, as I was, I guess, coming to faith and started attending a church uh, in Townsville. I'd meet different believers that were talking to me and they'd say, you know, I heard God. He, he told me to do this or, you know, God has uh, has led me to do this, that or the other or, you know, God said this to me. And it was a very bizarre experience for me, you know, because I was thinking, I've, 
I've never heard God speak, you know, and what are these mm. people talking about that they hear God speak? There's, there's one or two things going on here. Either I've got, I'm running into a lot of people that have got some sort of mental illness that are hearing voices, mm. or there's, there's some sort of spiritual experience going on here that I just don't mm. have, Can't that I don't experience, yeah. you know, and, and I'd, why is it that, that it's normative for other people to experience that and I don't experience that? So, so that was a, a difficult thing. And I don't know if that's ever something you've wondered about or, or struggled with in your life. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I can't say that I've actually had God speak to me. Maybe he has spoken and I haven't listened. I don't know. But I've, I've had, um, few friends say that as well so yeah, yeah well i mean i when i first began to study theology i thought well you know i'm going to be a pastor so if there's this experience out there in the world where god speaks to people you know i, I ought to i guess i ought to have that you know and um you know i got uh, my favorite film of all time is the Ten Commandments by with uh, Charlton Heston. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a big epic, old epic film, a wonderful film about uh, about Moses. Mm-hmm. And uh, when God speaks uh, to Moses in that film, you really can't miss it. You know, there's this big booming voice, Moses. You know, and <laughs> some, uh, that's really what I had in my head when I thought of God speaking. That's what it's going to sound like. And I thought I've got to hear this. So I actually went out in nature, uh, ran out the back of my little little unit that my wife and I were living in. And just sat under a tree. And I said, all right, God, I'm here. I need to hear your voice. You've got to speak. Um, here I am. I want you to speak. And so I just sat there. Mm. And I sat there a little bit longer. And I sat there a little bit longer. And your wandering body is... Nothing happened, you know. Yeah. And, and, I, and I started to get distracted, actually. I, was, I, mm. I started to uh, feel the wind, you know, on my face. And I started to... Uh, watch this little ant uh, crawl along the ground. And I thought, man, you know, look at this guy. He's got a whole mission in life that I don't even know anything about. He's off finding food for his family. And wow, isn't that cool? And a little uh, lady beetle or ladybug flew over and, and sort of stopped on my knee. And I thought, look at that. Look at those intricate markings on its, on uh, on her or his, I don't know, whichever, little uh, little back. And uh, and I was watching the spider crawl around. And, and, uh, and, and then I had a look at this tree and it had all of these intricate little... Uh, Markings on it, and I thought, wow, there's there's all sorts of pattern and beauty here that I just never would have noticed if I wasn't sitting here. And and I picked I picked a little blade of grass off the ground, and I looked at it. And it had these tiny little hairs, very very fine little hairs. And then I, I snapped it in half, and I smelled it, and uh, and it had its own little perfume. I thought, this is just beautiful. Mm. Uh, this place is amazing, and I didn't even notice. And then I heard. Now I didn't hear it with my ears. It didn't come through my ear canal. It was like a thought or an idea in my mind that didn't come from me. It was a foreign thought. It wasn't loud. It wasn't booming. It was just an impression. And it said, I made all this for you because I love you. Oh. And that's how I learned to hear God's voice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit today. I can see we're running out of time. But we'll talk more about it after the break anyway. No, actually hearing that, I think I've had God speak to me. <laughs> couple of times um yeah just um you know through thoughts like you know he's guiding your thoughts um in a in a way that you wouldn't expect um to happen um let's listen to a first song uh, it's called according to the gracious word by katie G- gustafson oh, 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 oh. Just words. 
that was according to the gracious word by Katie Gustafson and you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo and Daniel is sharing on this topic of where I should where you should relate to scripture and um, we have a listener question um, do you have a specific place where you like to go to meditate like uh, is there a chosen place where you like set aside and you say oh you know this is quiet this is um less distra- there's less distractions in this area or in this room or in this place and um i find that it's ideal for me to meditate um please share your answers on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one um personally i like to like read um the scripture in my room when i wake up um and i mainly like to meditate when i'm driving because then um i feel like i think more clearly or like i have my personal time and I know no one is going to interrupt me, you know, apart from paying attention on the road, of course. Um, yeah. But share with us, where do you like to go to meditate? And um, we have a free book offer. It's called Love Makes a Way by Herbert Douglas and I will give you more information later on. Um, Daniel, thank you for sharing your story with us um, in the previous section. Um, so what, what do you have for us in this section? Yeah, well, I, I was just sharing about how I learned, first learned to, uh, to hear or to heed uh, God's voice in my life. And I have to say that, um, that uh, you know, g- going out and sitting in nature, you know, and, and listening um, is a great way to encounter Scripture and to, and to hear God's voice. And, and that takes us all the way back to all the way back to the Garden of Eden. The first thing that God did uh, when he um, when he wanted to encounter his his creations, his these human beings that he's made in his image, uh, that he desires a love relationship with, is he creates an environment. And it's in the scripture it's described as being called the Garden of Eden. He creates a beautiful environment, nature, uh, that uh, that he can be encountered in. And, and I think that that's a great thing. There's a, even a, a text that sort of indicates that a little bit. Would you like to read Psalm 107, verse 20 to 21 for me, please? Sure. Um, this is from New King James Version. Um, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of men. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. So there's this idea of God's word healing and uh, and them encountering it in his wonderful works, you know. And uh, and I, I believe God has done all sorts of wonderful works for us, including salvation and, you know, his providence, but also creation, you know. And so um, this... So often, uh, see, for me, I, I find, you know, buildings, I find man-made structures, cars and so forth, you, you know, for, for you, you know, you can encounter God in your car. I find if I can see anything that's made by a human being that uh, that it's distracting for me, for some reason it crowds, clouds my mind. I can really tune into to God's presence when I'm in nature and to, to, to sit out in nature with a Bible open and, and with an open heart and allow God to speak is something that is, uh, let's say, it's got a way of cleansing the mind for me of uh, of all sorts of uh, of distractions and and um, and and other influences. So so that's the, that's the first way. And um, <clears throat> oh, there's there's another way as well, which is important in scripture, and that is that we can encounter scripture in the quietness of our room solitude. And um, maybe you can uh, read for me Psalm 119 verse 148. Would be okay, please. Yeah, sure. Um, so all the scriptures today will be from the New King James Version, and it says. Um, my eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. Mm. So um, there's this idea that the, the psalmist there is lying awake 
uh, meditating on God's word in his room, you know, just uh, in the, there in his bed and he's meditating. You said that, that you like to, you like to sit in your room as well. Mm. And um, we've got a bit of a tradition in English culture. People talk about saying their prayers before they go to bed. Um, that's not really something that's done for most people anyway these days, but it's, uh, it's something that used to be mm. when, uh, when most people were raised in, in Sunday school and, and so forth. They were taught to say their prayers before they went to bed. Mm. But this idea of, um, of coming before God in solitude in, in our rooms and being aware that he's there. And this really makes it a holy place. Why? Because Jesus promised that we're, we're, if there's somebody that's gathered in my name, I'll be there with them. Mm. And um, and sometimes we think about a holy space as only being, say, a church or or some other sacred um, building. But uh, but uh, but if God's presence is there with us, you know, it's a sacred place. And so when we enter into our experience to encounter God, open His Word, and want to hear from Him and speak to Him there in our rooms, uh, then we've got a little church there. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, we, we talked about nature. We encounter scripture in nature. We encounter scripture in the quietness of our room solitude. Mm. And we can encounter scripture in our living room with our loved ones. And I'm wondering if you could read Leviticus chapter 10, verse 10 to 11 for, for me. Sure. That's, you may distinguish between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. And that you may teach the children of Israel all the statues which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. Mm. Yeah. And another translation says we can teach your children all of those statutes. And so mm. there's a sense in which we, um, and we talked about this a little, a little bit last time, the mm. idea of encountering scripture with the family. You know, mm. and uh, so when I talk about the living room as being a sacred space, yeah, this is a place where the you know where the parents can gather with their children and um, and tell Bible stories and and uh, and that becomes a sacred time um, in the in the upbringing and in the development of the family unit. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is that a, you mentioned last week? That was a part of your upbringing when you grew up, right? Yeah, it was, and actually missed that because um, you know, we had um like a roast. <laughs> So like everyone had their day, like I have um, six siblings and uh, we all had a specific day, especially the older ones, um, like five of us that are older, um, two in primary school. So we, each of us had the appointed day when they'll um, actually share a scripture. And uh, it will be interesting because, you know, during every um, sharing, we'll um, invite um, contributions from everyone else. And it's just interesting to have, like, um, listen to you, your other family members, you know, and um, hear their own views and, um, yeah, opinions on, like, what you had to share. And uh, sometimes my dad will <laughs> doze off. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was it used to be a bit funny, but it was uh, such a beautiful moment, and I really miss that. <laughs> well, it's those, uh, let's say, those little... Uh, community traditions in the family that uh, as we've become more engaged with technology that we're really losing in our culture and that's a really sad thing uh, another one i suppose is um is eating meals around a table mm. you know um that uh, that when a family gathers and they they eat together um around the table you know and uh, and they get to talk to one another about how their day was uh, having that routine and that regularity it's really where um where relationships are built and where, where mentoring happens between parents and children in the family because 
Um, you know, parents will say, the children might mention, I'm having this difficulty or whatever, and parents will have an opportunity to impart wisdom. And the same thing happens during a time of family worship as well, that, um, that uh, if there's a moment when the family gathers each, each day and they spend a bit of time together in prayer and, and they open the scripture and read a story or, or do something like that together, that there's questions that arise out of that, and they're, they're life questions, important big questions, um, questions where kids will be wondering, about different things and maybe they'll be asking some things that the parents have never thought about before as well and that they'll have to engage with those ideas but it's a time of growth and a time of, uh, of relationship building um, that uh, yeah unfortunately you know I mean very rarely these days to uh, do we have an opportunity to talk, even talk to our kids have a deep in-depth conversation with our kids you know mm. they're having a lot of those conversations online away from us or the kids uh, don't want that yeah. <laughs> they feel like you're invading you know it's like i know what i'm doing you know mind your life <laughs> well kids have always been like that and that's mm. the reason why when you set up a routine like that you kind of got to force your way in because whether whether they say they want um, your your input into their their life or not they um, when when i look back on my upbringing there was a lot of times when I was deeply resentful of my parents caring and trying to um, to impose themselves onto what I was trying to do socially or whatever. But when I look back now as an adult, they were deeply formative times, you mm. know, and they were important. And, and I appreciate that they love me enough because 90% of the time they were right, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that. So it's an important moment for us to encounter scripture in the living room uh, with our family. Yeah. The next place we can encounter scripture is in... Uh, what's called the small group meeting, and um, I'll just ask you to read First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verse nineteen. Yeah. Um, the churches of Asia greet you, Aquila and Priscilla. Um, greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. Mm, you can see there that uh, Aquila and Priscilla, that's a husband and wife ministry team, mm. that are greeting, uh, they're, they're sending greetings through uh, through the hand of Paul in his epistle with the church that is in their house, right? So there's a little small group that meets in their house, in their mm. home, in their living room, uh, a group of believers that get together and think about God's word and discuss and chat. And um, in Christianity today, we call that a small group. And that is uh, something that's not a formal uh, church meeting, but uh, but an uh, informal group of friends and believers that gather together to pray and to, to think, to study, um, and to engage with, uh, with God's Word. And that's a, a really important time of growth. It's a more intimate time of growth for us as Christians, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, indeed, and yeah, it's um. I always like fellowship, and I would say to my friends um from church, I would say like I feel like um if I go a whole week without actually having fellowship, I feel there's a difference, you know, just being able to be in the same room with um people of the same faith and you know sharing your experiences in life and um what's happening and trying to figure out some things and you know having input inputs from um. You know, from those friends, um, it's really important. Absolutely, and I would argue actually that uh, that it it will strengthen a person's faith experience. And this is whether or not they, um, you know, whether or not they consider themselves a you know a strong Christian or whatever. If if you'll find a small group of believers to share life with, a, a small community that can support you, then you know that that will be a wonderful. Um, growth factor, and it'll give tremendous comfort. You know, there'll be someone to, that that cares and offers support when things get tough as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and I'd like to remind our listeners that we'd like to hear from you. Where do you like to meditate? Um, do you like to go to a park? Do you like to go to the beach? Where do you like to meditate? Where do you find most um, peace? Um, for to allow yourself to actually meditate, share with us um, your responses on zero four double eight double eight zero. 
0891 and uh, we'll be able to share that on air. Um, our next song is Come and Worship by Carly Fletcher. Come 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was um, Come and Worship by Carly Fletcher. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And uh, Daniel is presenting on this topic, uh, where should I relate or where should we relate to scripture? And uh, we asked our listener a question in the previous section, um, asking our listeners to share where they like to meditate, um, we, where, which places? Is it at the park? Is it beach? Or is it in their rooms? Is it in their living rooms? Um, we'd like to hear from you. So please share with us, um, your responses to 048 And, um, yeah, we'll be able to share your responses on air. Um, so Daniel, in the previous section, you shared some of the places where you can encounter the scripture and, um, you mentioned, um, that that can happen in small groups at home or at church. You know, some places can be, some homes can be turned into churches, like, um, especially in the old days and, um, also in our living rooms with our loved ones and, um, yeah, you know, family time, family fellowship time, which is very important in, um, in 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 putting some um good values um instigating can i say good values um in children and um you know the bible says teach the children um how they should grow and when they get older um they will not forget um you know this all these um teachings about god so where else should we encounter scripture uh. Yeah, no, no, wonderful. Well, obviously, we all have we all have a vocation, Tabitha. You know, we all have uh, something that we do to to feed ourselves, and uh, and even if even if we we aren't able to get work or aren't, aren't able to work for for whatever reason, uh, we have um, something that we do either for fun or for um, or just uh, just some way that we spend our time. And uh, I'd like to suggest that the more that we are able to encounter scripture in those contexts, in those situations, the more that we will be blessed. And it seems to be the the, the teaching of the Bible as well. It's just one little verse as an example of this in Joshua one eight. Would you like to read it for me, please? Sure. Um, this sorry, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and there you will have good success yeah so the promise of scripture is to to memorize and to be in scripture and and, you know all parts of our lives um, including vocation actually brings prosper uh, prosperity and success now i I don't believe and what i'm not i'm trying to say here is that um you know there's there's some sort of uh uh, I guess uh, in, engagement going on here, we're here with God that if uh, that He'll pay us by the hour for reading the Bible or something like that. Some people teach that uh, that if I, you know, give a certain amount amount of money to God, that God will uh, will give ten times as much back to me, or, or that there's some sort of guarantee in Scripture that we're to be rich or prosperous. That's not what I'm saying. But the point is that the wisdom that we get from enga- engaging with Scripture, the guidance that we get, will tend to make us um, uh, more successful in life generally and that will let, tend to lead to more prosperity. And, and that seems to be the teaching here. And I, I discovered that actually quite early in my walk of faith. When I was in the army, you know, I was very curious about the teachings of the Bible. So whenever I had a, had a break or whenever I had a, a bit of a moment to step aside from what was going on, either training or whatever, uh, that I'd, I'd pull out my little Bible and, and I'd begin to read. And I really found a refuge there. And I talked about that a little, a little bit last week. 
And I found a re- not just a refuge there, but a lot of guidance for my actual situation because God really wanted to speak to me. And it felt like the things that I were reading became very relevant uh, for my day-to-day interactions with my, uh, with my mates and with my colleagues. And uh, in particular, this is a little bit of a sad story, actually, but there was a friend of mine named Josh who, when he saw me reading the Bible, he used to come and plop down next to me. And uh, he, was, uh, he was a reconnaissance soldier at the time. And, uh, and he would plop down next to me and ask me all about what I was reading. And uh, he was very, very interested. And I'd sort of share a little bit about what, what was... Uh, I was actually a little bit embarrassed, honestly, you know, because I guess it's not the coolest thing in the world for, for a young man to be reading the Bible and most popular thing. But he was interested, and so I'd share a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he's just, just really interested, really supportive. And so it gives you those opportunities to share. Now, unfortunately, later on, he... Um, he uh, joined the SAS and, uh, and he very, very sadly uh, died in a helicopter crash off the coast of Fiji um, a couple of years later. But, um, you know, at the same time, it was an opportunity to share the hope. And that when we, um, when we do that in the office, when we do that in our vocation, when we encounter scripture in our um, whatever it is that we do to, to spend our time and to feed ourselves, we've got opportunities to share the hope that's in us with those around us. So, mm, Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, like it's beautiful that you actually got to share, um, you know, some scripture with him. And you don't know how much it impacted in it, impacted his life, but um, at least he was aware, you know, and that's just something to be um, to be happy about, I can mm. say, yeah. Yeah, well, um, the next, my next little point is actually a bit of a strange one. And, you know, I, I talked about this very briefly last time, but uh, the, the point is that very often when we are going through tough times, we're going through painful times, we will tend to uh, either avoid God or make deals with him. And, uh, but one of the best places that we can encounter scripture is in the hospital. Uh, either when somebody is, part, is dying or when they're very ill, um, the scripture has a way of reaching in and uh, and bringing hope. And there's been so many times, uh, so many times, Tabitha, where I've, I've been with people um, you know, in the hospital uh, that are struggling with different things. And, you know, I've just sort of been there to support them. I've gone in to visit them and I've uh, been praying with them and um, been able to share a little bit of scripture or passage. And it's just brought tremendous comfort and hope uh, for them to know that God's with them, that he cares, that He um, that he's working. And, and often... And uh, this is this is an amazing thing. Often, you know, that there there has been recovery, but even at the times when there hasn't been recovery, and um, you know, it's we always trust things to God's will when we pray in that area. But uh, even in the times when there hasn't been recovery, I've always seen God's word bring hope. So uh, so we can encounter scripture in the hospital, even even uh, during very very difficult times. Would you like to read for me Matthew chapter fifteen verse thirty? Is that okay? Sure. Um, then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Yeah, and so um, so what the scripture tells us there, that hand in hand with Jesus' teaching ministry, you know, he was speaking his word, uh, but uh, but that what that resulted in was uh, was his desire to heal, you know, that he came and he, and he healed these people. And, and so these people came um, to listen to Jesus, but also, you know, they came when they were in uh, difficult situations physically, and um, it's important for us to remember it can be get very discouraging when we have a physical um, problem, you know, mm. and uh, particularly if we have pain or some sort of injury or sickness that lasts for a very long time, um, discouragement can build in our hearts and we can begin to wonder, does God even really care? Has mm. he forgotten me? 
And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why he has sent us his word uh, to remind us and to encourage us that even though we all go through very difficult times, uh, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And by the way, one day um, he's going to, uh, to get rid of all this pain and he's going to, uh, to, to make all things new. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Um, just to give some more information on our free book offer, it's called Love Makes a Way. Um, and that is by Herbert Douglas. Um, and this book will walk with, um, talks about walking with Jesus from Eden to eternity. Um, this book gives you a guided tour through the history of the universe from Satan's first deception through Jesus' second coming. You'll see it all. Um, this book will help you understand the God who loves you and longs to bring you home. Um, this daily reading program will take you through eight of Ellen White's most, um, significant books. Um, that is, um, conflicts of, uh, of the ages series, which is, um, the book of patriarchs and prophets, prophets and kings, the desire of ages, acts of the apostles and the great controversy. Um, and you'll get to delve deeper into Christ's life with steps to Christ. Um, thoughts from the Mount of Blessing and Christ's Object Lessons. Each chapter in these previous uh, books reveals another event in the great controversy between good and evil. Um, and um, chapter by chapter, the author draws out um, special insights into a big picture of the plan of salvation. I will give you the code to claim that book um, later on. But for now, let's listen to this song, Genuine Love by Anna Baden. Do you? 
is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Genuine Love by Anna Biden and you're listening to Taz Encounters with Daniel Mateo and Daniel just told me that Anna is um he he's friends with Anna. <laughs> yeah, um and um, she's a very talented um artist and um yeah we just love hearing her music. Um before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim um, a free book offer, which is the book Love Makes a Way by Herbert Douglas. And um, the code is DRAW4, D-R-A-W, number four. Um, text DRAW4, no space in between, um, to 048-880-891. And uh, we'll be able to give um, send that book to you. And we only have three, three copies to give away today, so we'll... Just give them to the first three people to text in draw four zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um. So so far, Daniel, you've shared a few places where people can encounter scripture, um, including living rooms and um, in the office, um, during fellowship. You know, all those places places that um you can actually get to encounter scripture, be it by yourself or with loved ones or you know fellow you know Christians. Um. How would you like to wrap up or um you know summarize today's program oh. well uh, before i do that i just say that there is one important um place that uh, that, we, that we can encounter scripture that we haven't talked about yet and that is that of course you know we encounter scripture in the church so uh, would you like to read for me exodus chapter 35 verse 1 sure mm. um then moses gathered all the congregation of the children of israel together and said to them these are the words which the lord has commanded you to do mm. and see that you can see moses gathered all of his people together in a, in a corporate situation and he began to speak to them uh, god's word and i guess traditionally you know i mean uh, our Traditionally, our, our spirituality has been, as Christians, has been associated with churches, but uh, increasingly people are, are, are sort of stepping away from that. And it used to be when I was uh, when I was younger that a lot of the churches, particularly the bigger churches, would be would be open. You know mm-hmm. that you could go in and meditate and, and think about God's word and and pray. Uh, you know, at any time, even if there wasn't a service on. But of course, you know, you know, um, because of crime and 
you know people stealing things and that that often uh, churches must be locked when when there's not something going on which is a little bit sad but 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 not just that you know during a to to actually attend a church service to attend church, uh, corporate worship and to hear what what somebody that's trained in the study of God's word has to say about it and uh, quite often and you, you really can't under, underestimate the power of this to to actually hear God speaking uh, through someone that's prayed and studied and um, and has uh, has come to to some truth or some uh, realization of a profound truth from the Bible is you know a very very powerful thing. So we do encounter Scripture in the church. It's a part of God's plan that uh, that we we encounter uh, God God and His Word in that situation. And uh, we talked about that last time, but I just wanted to emphasize that again. And uh, some of those great churches that were built in the Middle Ages, you know, that were built to really emphasize God's presence is here. You know, these big stone uh, edifices with big, um, you know, stained glass windows and so forth. But uh, but even, you know, if it's a plain building or even if, uh, if, if your church meets in some rented hall or school, you know, God's presence is there. You know, God is speaking. Yeah. Have you got a question from a listener, have you? Uh, we've got some introduction from one of our active listeners, Amagi, and she's saying, "I'm Tabitha. I dwell on the Lord all day, trying to do everything in His honor. But my most favorite place to think on God and of His works and instructions is His Bible. In His Bible is my garden. The story I love the most in the Bible is creation and being outside in the cool of the evening, counting the stars and thinking of Abraham and all His offspring." How great is our God? Indeed, um, God, like this is so much, like, you know, what you said earlier, Daniel, just being out in nature, you know, and just looking at everything, like paying attention, you know, the fact that you are actually paying attention to the ladybird and, uh, you know, the ants. And you look at all these things and you're thinking, oh, wow, this is amazing. And like with Maggie, I'm thinking, you know, being out in her garden, I don't know if she's got the flowers, you know, you just look at those beautiful flowers and you're thinking, wow, this is all God's work. This is all God's creation. And it's just amazing. Um, Thanks, Maggie, for that sharing. Mm. Yeah, no, beautiful. I, I agree. And uh, it actually reminds me of my my my, uh, my grandmother loved flowers. You know, she passed away a couple of years ago now, but she used to love to, she um, cultivated her garden and and uh, even as she was dying in the hospital, if somebody brought her flowers, they had to be uh, they had to be arranged in a certain way so that she could look at them. And she felt connected to God even through His works in that situation. And mm. it has been what we've been talking about in a, in a large degree, isn't it? Yeah. So a little bit of a recap is is uh, first of all, I talked about um, you know the idea of uh, of these of sacred spaces and and places to encounter God's word. And I suggested that uh, that we encounter Scripture in nature, uh, that we encounter Scripture in the quietness of our room. Uh, we encounter scripture in our living room with our loved ones. We encounter scripture in the small group meeting. We encounter scripture in the office. Uh, we encounter scripture in the hospital, and we encounter scripture in the church. And uh, and these are all places. And what I want to emphasize, I suppose, is that there is no place in our lives where God doesn't want us to hear His voice. Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm, I'm going to walk with you throughout the course of your life." You know, and uh, as I've emphasized, you know, He wants His word to form the rhythm, the heartbeat. Of our lives, you know, he wants his guidance and uh, and his deep love for us, just like a parent, you know, uh, to uh, to a loving parent that that seeks to guide and, and help, and uh, yeah, I um, I guess I guess that um, hit home to me really really impactfully a few years ago as I, I was with uh, an elderly man in the hospital and he was getting towards the end of his life, you know, um, there was uh, there was uh, some cancer that had come up that. Um, you know, there have been some treatments that had been attempted and so forth, but it, but it really was 
uh, not, um, you know, it wasn't something that was going to go away. Uh, and he was, he was in the hospital. And I've, the funny thing about this is that I've, I've always found that somebody that has the faith that God brings from his word um, comes to the moment of death in a different way to someone that is afraid and doesn't have that hope. And, uh, and you know, this man was a believer. And I was able to share some scripture with him, and I'd like to read it to you. Um, mm-hmm. It's in Revelation chapter 21. And it says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the heavens saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and will be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for even the former things have passed away. And that he, then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write these words down, because they're trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thought, thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all these things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Mm. And um, just reading those words to him, you know, he just he looked up in the heavens and he said, you know what, that's right, that's right. It, it wasn't any great revelation to him. He said, yes, I know that's the case. And, you know, he, he died with that, with a smile on his face, mm. uh, knowing the hope uh, that, uh, that one day God's going to make all things new at last. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to have that comfort in the scripture that, uh, that forms and guides our lives. Mm, indeed, um, yeah, that's t- such a beautiful and encouraging scripture passage, and uh, I think that's the best way to end like this life. You know, having that hope of um, eternal life, or you know, experiencing a new life with Jesus Christ. Um, so, what do you have for us next week, Daniel? Well, next week I just want to talk about who should encounter the scripture, you know. I mean, is it just for, you know, people that have studied theology? Is the scripture just for people maybe that are rich or is it just for people that uh, that uh, that seem like they're blessed in life? Are they the only people that should encounter God's word or is it for everyone? So that's what we'll be talking about. Who who mm. should uh, encounter the word of God? Yeah. So it will be interesting to find out. Um, so join Daniel and I next week um, to find out what he has to share with us. And uh, tomorrow we have David Maxwell and uh, Jason Cook. Um, and David will be talking about long-suffering. Um, so make sure to tune in to hear what he has to share. And uh, just to remind our listeners, um, our the code to get the book offer for today is DRAW4. Text DRAW4 to 0488880891. We only have one copy left to give away um this final song is take time to be holy and be be thou my vision two songs i'm joined into a beautiful melody and um i hope you enjoyed that thank you for joining us today and thank you david um daniel for your sharing i hope our listeners have been um blessed with your sharing
Thank you.